Welcome back to Glad You're Here, everybody, on HappyProductions.live. And we are live with the one, the only, Kelly Smith. Kelly, how you doing? Hey there, Grant. Glad. Hey. Doing good. Good. Thanks for coming all the way down. Are you Brainerd, Baxter? Brainerd. Brainerd, yeah. How long of a hike was it? How long of a hike? Yeah. Two. Uh, okay. Almost exactly two. Almost two, two on the dot? Okay. Yeah. Not terrible. Yeah. Not too bad. Drove past my grandma's house to get here. Oh, did you stop and say hi? No, I wish I, I, wish I had. Oh, so. yeah. No. Shoot. Hey, next time, right? Planning. <laughs> I, yeah, I get it. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited to talk to you about all things music and about your new record, Moonchild, which has been kind of blowing up locally. And I, I know you know that. It sounds like you've had quite a year. I've had quite a uh, a weird year. I I'm excited to to learn all about this. So when did when did Moonchild come out? Was that back in October, November? I guess that would have been November. November. Okay. So this came out in November, and everyone out there listening, if they've been listening to this show, they should know by now because I've been playing this thing like weekly. Oh, thank you. I uh, know. Yeah, I I love this record. It's incredible. So this came out in November. And from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, because this feels like a typo that I heard somewhere, read in a press release or something. These were like the first fully formed songs you had written as an adult. Is that right or is that wrong? That is, uh, it is, it is mostly right. They are, they are, I had, you know, been experimenting with it a little and I hadn't really finished anything that I was experimenting with that I liked. And so this this set of songs are kind of my first finished um, works, I guess. So Can I tell you how unfair that is? <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, Kelly, that's not how this is supposed to go. I think just the stars align for me, but yeah. hey, I had to wait till I was 40, so there's that. There you go. There is there is that. No, I. Uh, one of the questions I normally ask people that doesn't apply to you at all is like, so what's your ratio on songs? Like, how many bad ones do you get to your good ones? And here's Kelly with like, well, I wrote five almost perfect ones. <laughs> that's where we are. So. So what I'm what I'm curious about is uh, why why now why why now with Moonchild why is it hmm. you know why why didn't you put it out earlier or, you know wh- I guess what happened what what was the impetus here what happened yeah oh my goodness oh sorry well what did happen I don't know like how far do you want me to go back in the story go go back as far as you want whole uh, life <laughs> my whole life story yeah here we go guys you ready for this <laughs> um. Really, I had always my entire life wanted to be a songwriter and a singer. And uh, from as far back as I can remember, music was my thing. Yeah. I was raised a musical by kind of a hippie rocker dad and a music teacher mom. And, you know, we always had music going on in the house, every genre you can think of. And um, I loved music. It was my safe space so uh why it took me till till uh i was 40 to put out a record is a long and winding story i I understand that no we we don't need to get into that but so you grew up with like a musical family so music's always been around is is what i understand and then were you just like picking at instruments and uh you know and picking it up as you went until you finally landed where you are now or how did how did that journey happen well we were required to learn piano Oh, okay. And, you know, piano was hard for me as a kid because I I couldn't get the the notes to sit still on the page for me. 
And uh, I'm one of those musicians who learns by ear. Yep. And so I would, you know, my, my, my piano teacher would get so mad at me because I was memorizing. You know, I'd ask my mom to play it for me a couple of times and then I'd memorize it and figure it out by ear and then bring it back to my piano teacher and she'd be like, you're not looking at the paper, you know, and I just get so frustrated. So I actually didn't really love piano as a kid. Makes sense. And eventually my, my parents let me let that one go um, after years and years of lessons. So then I switched to drums, played the drums, and uh, what else? The French horn. Oh, which is that going to be incorporated on a future <laughs> Kelly Smith record? I don't know. I think I've lost my embouchure. Oh, embouchure. Embouchure. No. <laughs> um, funny thing about the French horn is when you um, when you're required to be in marching band, you actually have to play something called a frumpet. Really? Which is a really embarrassing, large-looking trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there was that, and then uh, when I was, I guess. Just before going off to college, my dad bought me this little Taylor guitar. And I started teaching myself some chords. I think I took one guitar lesson, and the teacher wanted me to start learning scales right away. And again, like I just, I was not a very submissive music student ever. And so I I didn't do what was asked of me, and, and that fizzled out pretty quickly. So um, I would just try to play along to my favorite songs and that's yeah. how I learned to strum anyways and then uh, took my guitar to college with me and I was in a dorm room with two other people and so my alone time because I'm super mega introvert was um, taking the guitar into the garbage closet <laughs> Yep. And that was my my special alone time was trying to strum my guitar in the gar the garbage closet. So, anyways, so I told you long and winding story. You did. I'm glad you. I'm glad you did because there's a lot to unpack there. Because <laughs> you you were learning all these instruments, and it sounds like you know the teachers that were in place were the way music <laughs> teachers and teachers. I, I don't want to stereotype anybody, but no. as a general rule, teachers had this like by the book thing, and even when with music. And what you wanted to do was kind of create something and like play it by ear and they're like show your work you know and yeah so what's cool about this is it didn't turn you off to music instead it just made you kind of like kind of like water like just kind of followed the path of least not least resistance but a different path that made yeah. sense for you yeah i like that yeah that's nice that's a that's a cool way for this to happen so when did you when did you start like creating songs or like experimenting as you kind of said earlier with what would become not even moonchild just your works in general just my general sound yeah well okay so here's what happened i got pregnant okay and um uh, ended up having four kids. So this would have been in my early-ish 20s, I guess. So, yeah, I had four kids. And so the thing about... There's two reasons why I did not play my guitar for over a decade. Well, were the kids a bit of a priority? Was that... A bit of a priority, <laughs> but also... Um, parents will understand this. There are certain items or certain things you do in the home. When you pull that item out to enjoy that item, in this case, a guitar... Um, maybe for some people it's like a or whatever. Yep. That is right when everybody is pooping their pants 
and you know needs a cracker or you know it's like they've they've got this like internal alarm for when mom's starting to relax or or dad um that's when everybody needs something so you know i just yeah there was that and then i guess the other reason would be um like I said, I I I'd always wanted to grow up to me to be a musician, but uh, I think social anxiety and just anxiety in general kept me from. It was like I was afraid to even try because I didn't want to fail. Yeah. Because it was one of the most important things to me, so I didn't want to fail at it. So I didn't try. Like, how I, silly you, is that? I get it, though. It's it's that weird that weird voice in your head, right? Like, you can't mm-hmm. fail if you don't do it. Mm-hmm. No, that uh, that anxious voice is not not fun to deal with. But yeah. What we're all glad about is that you overcame it, and that you're here, <laughs> and that you're sharing music with us now. So we're grateful for it. Thank you. Thank you for doing it. Because the world's a little better place when there is good art being made, and uh, mm-hmm. we we don't need this. I told you I complain on the air sometimes. Like well, the thing we don't need is the top forty country people with their speakers go boom boom lyrics. Uh-huh. Like we can live without that and derivative I, stuff. It, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So the more people making quality art like you are is good for the world. I think. That's my little high horse, but I'll, I'll get off of it. Well, I like that we're allowed to complain here. We, it's a safe space to complain. It <laughs> absolutely is. You can complain about me. You can complain about anything. Look it's, at this guy. <laughs> look Are at this you kidding guy. me? Speaking of which, look <laughs> at this guy. My girlfriend was giving me hell for wearing <laughs> denim on denim today. Oh, I, oh, I didn't even see what pants. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's jeans and jeans. Uh, and He's sitting behind a desk, everybody. I, if you're, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm hidden. I'm hidden yeah. back here. But there's also that jean jacket there okay. that I was going to add to my denim on denim on oh. denim thing. I like. I think if you're gonna go for denim, go all the way. I three piece denim tuxedo. Yeah, maybe right? you could get like a denim tank top to wear underneath. They should start making <laughs> they denim. They should tank tops. start making denim tank tops. That would be pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, people people would like that. <clears throat> but okay, so all of all of this to say, you grew up with a musical mm-hmm. family, learned yeah. a bunch of different instruments. I mean, it kind of makes sense the progression you made aside from the French horn of like <laughs> p- p- piano to drums because there's a percussive instrument. Oh yeah, uh, you know. Yeah. Per- percussiveness there to both of those yeah. to uh, to French horn back to the guitar in college and kind of hiding out in a broom closet and working working on your craft and getting it to where it is now and there's there's something cool about the way you did this even though there was you know there's some social anxiety or, or whatever that may have inspired it of coming out almost a fully formed artist huh so what, yeah I, I mean if that makes sense like a lot of times you got to make you not have to but a lot of times what happens is artists start really young and you make a record or two and you're kind of figuring it out yeah. you know and you, you don't really have a sound you're being a little bit derivative and this is not a knock on people's first records it's a mm. learning experience but you kind of came out with this album uh, due to the nature of, of the way that you you did this fully formed it sounds like a kelly smith record like it has that unique sound of an artist that's what i was trying to say that's a really nice compliment thank you (laughs) well you're you're welcome i mean i mean it from the from the bottom of my heart i mean when i when i first heard it this thing just engulfs you and the the spaciousness within the music and the warmth that is there like also you released it at a perfect time of the year i don't know if that was intentional i no, i didn't know what i was doing (laughs) (laughs) just yeah that's the best way to make make good decisions i guess because this thing that it was perfect for november and december listening oh sure you know yeah yeah, it was it was much it's much 
not a better it's a great winter record by the uh-huh. by the fire with a cup of coffee or, or what have you yeah so, actually when I put it out I was getting messages from people um, it, like not all of my listeners like to live on the internet very often so yeah. I was getting you know texts and emails from people saying like um, talking about the fall uh, scenery around them while they were listening to it with their coffee or whatever like, yeah. that kind of cool did you have that in mind at all when you were when you were writing it? No way. No? No. Oh. No. I have I have so many questions about <laughs> how you how you how you wrote this thing. But do you uh do you want to maybe share a song with the people? Maybe oh. play something for everybody? I could. What do you think? What oh. would you suggest? I think any anything could be good. Uh Dust is great, tea and whiskey, I'll let go, Moonchild, or uh-huh. I'm forgetting one. I tried to name Marriage. all of them. Marriage, yeah. yeah. Well, we could do, should we do a moon child just since it kind of yeah. sets the stage for the record? I think that's a good move. All right. Yeah. Am I close enough to the mic? You should be. Can you give me a strum or two on the guitar so yeah, I can get that dialed in? Here. Yeah, no problem. We'll see how we can do. I've got this uh, McDonald's coffee that is giving me uh, like a gremlin in my throat. There, that's coming in. I was saying when I showed up here that driving in the car for two hours listening to Moonshiner is like being in the womb, and so I was almost falling asleep. So I had to stop and get a coffee, which is now making me growly. Dang it. We've all been there. Okay, how does that sound? Sounds good to me. Okay, this yeah. one's called Moonchild. Should I say anything about it? Yeah, do you think? Say whatever you like. I mean, it's a conversation. I love it. Okay. Moonchild, Kelly Smith. All right.
the night is for dreamers like us So I'll be the tither to your wanderlust The night lifts and bends to places I must go Yet if I am falling, I'll be falling on beautiful song thank you there's that yeah <laughs> thank you very much so where does where does a song like Moonchild come from and I guess the larger question is what's kind of your what's kind of your songwriting process in general for uh, for creating these well um, so I should say I should say that I was not I was not playing my guitar for over a decade and um, some things happened in life. Things happened in life. Things that sucked. Oh, things, they really sucked. No. They happened. And, yeah. and I, I won't go into that, but it's fine now. But um, I, I really hunkered down. Like, I'm already a bit of a reclusive type. Yep. A little bit just beyond introverted into the... A little bit in the reclusive zone. Get it? I really like my house. <laughs> And being cozy, yep. I like cozy thing, like just being cozy. So, um, so I I kind of really went full bore with that for a while. I just needed to step away, I guess, from the world a little bit for a while. And I told myself that if I could learn the song um, "Blackbird" by the Beatles, nice. That I I, I was like. I can learn that then maybe I can be okay yeah and so I started with that and the reason I picked that one was because my dad was uh, a major Beatles junkie and he raised us on the Beatles and so I'd always heard him playing it my dad was an amazing guitarist still is um and so I was like man I gotta learn that I'm gonna ask my dad to teach me <laughs> well I couldn't learn it from my dad very well so I had to teach myself but anyways um, you'll find that I go round and round like all these rabbit trails, trail, <laughs> trails when I'm telling stories. It's but, um, it's better you than me. <laughs> when, when when I do it, people are like, "Where did this guy end up?" So, well, it's funny too because I I tell people I don't like talking. Yeah, that's why I like singing so much. Like I love music so much because I I don't really totally love talking. But then here I am going on and on. Well, thanks hey, for doing everybody. it, for us. Here I am. So um, so. So basically, after learning that song, it's like, well, what other songs can I learn? And I had been raising my kids just while we're hanging around in the house over that past decade on a lot of sort of vintage folk music, yeah. traditional tunes, a lot of Doc Watson or like albums with, um, there's one that Jerry Garcia did with David Grisman for kids. Oh, Super cute. Cool. Um, so a lot of that genre of just the old-timey folk music and so I just started challenging myself every night after the kids would go to bed to to learn something and and I was only learning things that I just absolutely loved and was playing on repeat anyways and it became this almost like this obsession like I've 
I've got to conquer this thing. Yeah. I have to make this my own. Like, I want this. I wanted to, like, absorb the the music into my body and into my soul <laughs> somehow. I don't know. It sounds very dramatic, but it really was. I spent so much time then playing the guitar, and that was about from age 35 is when that started. Okay. So then... Um, a lot of those kind of old-timey pickers, yep. guitar pickers, were kind of absorbing their way into my... Os- it's osmosis, my definitely, yeah. So um, when it came to start writing songs, that was a few years later. And uh, I don't know. I would just sit there and zone out, almost kind of like, I wouldn't say meditating, but... Um, kind of this contemplative space with my guitar. Yeah. And uh, suddenly my fingers would do something kind of mindlessly at first, and my ear would go, oh, I like I liked that. Let's do that again. So. And then you just kind of build it from there, yeah. from whatever that, that mm-hmm. chord progression or the finger-picking style or melody or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, so you're, so you're sitting there with your guitar. You kind of you start picking something. You like it, and you're like, let's let's do that again. Then do you kind of... Like where where did the where did the lyrics come from? Do you have ideas? You're walking through the world with like a pen and pad, and you're kind of like noticing, you know, the snow on the trees. That's that's a cliche one, but like you you write down something, a line about that that pops in your head, and then you go back to the finger picking and try to create something from it. Or kind of how does that process work? Um, two two different ways. Yeah. So there's what I realized when I started writing songs was that I've been writing songs my whole life. Because I've always got this inner spinny thing going on in my brain while I'm doing the laundry or walking around or whatever. I've yeah. got these like little lines that they they come out of the ether, they drift through my brain, and then they're gone. Yep. Goodbye. Yep. And so I figured, well, what if I tried starting to try to start catching some of those? Yeah. And so really, I just utilized. At first, it was like random napkins and stuff. Yeah. And then it became. I discovered that iPhones have this notes app thing. I'm sure everybody's very familiar with that. Um, so I started using that. And it's it's a messy business up in there. Um, it's not well organized at all. But My, <laughs> Do you have a story about that? To, no, I didn't mean to cut you off, but <laughs> I use the memos one. on, oh, the, memos. on the, the, the Like you just record oh, the, the line, voice or, the voice memos, which is worse than the notes because it automatically saves it as something. Yeah. And it saves it as whatever the location was that I was at at that oh, day. No. It'll be like a random address. So my phone looks like 14 <laughs> Second Avenue, 14 Second Avenue, 14 Second Avenue. I don't know. I, I don't know when I'll learn to title these yeah. damn things. Oh man, you're gonna have to go through those too and I find know. the. It's painful. Find the special. Magical I mean, gems if there's there. even special ones, like I'm sure you know, there's the ones where you like. Oh, say, I know. <laughs> right. Like, I, I was telling somebody last week. I hope that if I die, nobody touches. Just. Don't touch the notes app in my phone. There, you heard it's it here so first. <laughs> There's no vault in the notes app. There's no vault of Kelly Smith it songs. Needs a password. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, so, so, so you started recording these ideas that had always been coming yeah. to you. So yeah. So I started writing, and it's just catching them out of the ether. Um, oh, there's a book about that right now that Charlie Parr gave me, actually, Ooh. by Rick Rubin. I've heard of this book. It's so good. We yeah. could talk about that, too, but okay. I'll try not to rabbit trail right now. So... The other thing um, was, okay, so it was like intentionally trying to write stuff down, but then also um, my insomnia really did, it, it was like insomnia coupled with midlife 
crisis and I know that's a cheesy thing to say and like some of my friends make fun of me for kind of being known as like the folk singer with the midlife crisis it's come on everybody they has can it. pound sand everybody has a crisis that yeah. doesn't have to be midlife exactly. but it's a crisis it and it's fine it's it's educational and yeah. all sorts of things but um so insomnia midlife crisis covid lockdowns that is quite a trifecta yeah yeah so kind of i mean the stars aligned yeah, they did <laughs> just not in the way you'd hoped yeah. But you cre- I mean you were able to create something cool out of it. Yeah. So there is that and kind of, you know, yeah. here's here's another cliche like almost like the phoenix rising from the ashes, right? Like Oh dear, wow. Like that. See how, how much more cliche can ah. you get? Yeah. <laughs> but but I mean like it's uh it's it's one of those things where you take you take the uh the difficulties of life and go create art from them and I think that's yeah. where a lot of great art comes from anyways, right? I mean it's like, so healing. Yeah. And it was it was interesting because Maybe this ties into that book I just mentioned, but um, I I just knew I had to. I just knew it was time to try this thing that I'd always wanted to do, but was too afraid. And <clears throat> excuse me, when I when I started doing that, I I wasn't thinking I'm gonna make a record. Yeah, I was thinking I I want to make something beautiful that is for me. Yeah. Which sounds selfish, but no. um, th- I had no idea I would be like sitting here with you <laughs> a couple years later, having an interview chat about you know. It's so it's so wild how that so, happens. Yeah. Yeah. So like, okay, starts start, starts <laughs> with like just recording the ideas that had always been there, yeah. creating something for yourself just to prove to yourself that you can do it, that you that it's it's available to you. And that you, like you said, you can create something beautiful. And, uh, you know, I, I, I talk pretty frequently about, like, it's people that create art out of pain do it in spite of the pain, not mm-hmm. because of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it doesn't make it easy to go create art. Like, that tortured artist myth is a myth, you know, yeah. of all these people that had difficulties. They created art in spite of that, you know, not because of it but it does inspire things and so it's it's kind of an in, you know uh yeah you know what i'm trying to say there like i think i think so yeah it, it, it can inspire the art but it's still like you're still dealing with your life yeah <laughs> you know right well like, in the song here's the thing oh yeah yeah here's the thing the song teaches you mm. and so a, a song it's this first it's just this little thing that you capture and for me this is still the case when i'm writing a song um, I don't sit, I'm, I'm not the type yet. I'm sure that time is coming with the discipline where I have to sit down and be like, I'm going to write a song. Enjoy not having uh, to do it while less. I, I, I mean, I don't, I, I'm going to need help. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that's like yet. But yeah. for me, it's like catch the thing and it'll be, I'll sit, I'll be sitting with my guitar playing something that I like, a chord progression that I like and just start humming. Yeah. And then the, the melody, uh, some kind of a melody comes and then I start mumbling, and it's like it's like you're trying to. It it felt like, feels like I'm trying to catch something, yeah. you know. And and it's something from out there or inside, but catch that one thing, and it becomes this verse or maybe a chorus or maybe just half of a verse. And then I have to sit there and contemplate the heck out of that thing and be like, what? What am I supposed? supposed to learn from this song what does this song want to be about um 
And oftentimes the, the, the kind of the intro line that comes to me first is very negative. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And, and so it's like, oh, I just want to write a really negative song. And at least with these Moonchild songs, what happened was it, it, it started out as this hard thing that I wanted to express and just like not resolve it. Yeah. I wasn't going to resolve it. But throughout the course of the song, there was this healing process. And and I was learning something. And so, like, the end of Moon Child, like, in my anchor, I'll love you to that old moon and back. Like, it's kind of like a cutie patootie little thing to say in a song, but it really was true. Like, yeah. uh, it, it helped my marriage writing those songs, you know? That's awesome. Like, That's incredible. Crazy. So. Yeah. It's... Uh... We're going to have to take a second and thank some sponsors, but, like, I, 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 I'll leave it with this, and then we can come back and kind of dovetail into this. But it's similar to something I've heard Drew talk about before, Drew Peterson, yeah. who you've been playing with. Yeah. is uh, he, he talks about following the muse. He's a big mm-hmm. he's a big fan of exactly what you're saying, following the muse and not trying to do it if it's not there. Yeah. And I'm sure you guys have had conversations backstage, and I do want to hear more about how you know Drew Peterson. Okay, I cool. just got to take a second yeah. and thank some sponsors, and we'll be right back. I'm glad you're here on happyproductions.live with Kelly Smith. Glad you're here. Hathaway Tree Service offers commercial and residential tree services and wood recycling for Rochester and its surrounding areas. The professional arborist, certified tree inspectors, and expert tree technicians at Hathaway Tree Service offer free and honest estimates and are always respectful of your property, neighborhood, and time. Their state-approved wood recycling site is designated to receive and safely dispose of trees infected with the Dutch elm disease and emerald ash borer. Hathaway Tree Service, licensed and insured, serving Olmstead County and the city of Rochester. HathawayTree.com. Seth and Riley here for France and Bank and Trust. We want to let you know about the many benefits of opening a savings account for children. Even grown children? Yes, Riley, even grown children. Savings accounts are a great way for children. All children? Yes, Riley, all children. To learn money management and how saving regularly can make future dreams come true. If you save on a regular basis, you can buy a car. Like a Corvette? Or open a business. Like a house design shop? Anything you want, Riley. It's never too early or late to learn how to save. France and Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Who's gonna fill their shoes? Who's gonna stand back tall? Who's gonna play the opera? If you long for the good old days of classic country, tune in on Thursday nights from 6 to 10 for Wayne Randall's Classic Country Show. All your favorite country artists are ready to croon the tunes that bring back those fond memories. That's Thursday night, Classic Country with Wayne Randall right here on HappyProductions.live. Lord, I wonder who's gonna fill their shoes. Welcome back to Glad You're Here on HappyProductions.live. And we're live. We're live with the one and only Kelly Smith. We're hello. back. Hello. hello. Hi. Hey. Hi. Hey. hey. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, so Kelly, when we, when we left off before before we took a second and took a break, we was kind of talking about who you've been playing with. And I know you've been playing with Drew Peterson recently. Yeah. Uh, who is a friend of Happy Productions. We we love Drew around here. He's, He's a great, great one. He is. He's, He's a, the one and only Drew Peterson. The one and only Drew Peterson. Well, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Drew Peterson of music. You can- <laughs> oh, right, right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But the first time I ever heard about Drew, he was described as the one and only Drew Peterson. Oh. So I went and Googled and I was like, oh, yeah, remember oh. that guy who did that bad stuff? Right. That's not him. That's not the guy. <laughs> you got <laughs> to clarify for some people. Oh. Now, the question is, has Drew written a murder ballad? Oh. Sorry, I don't mean to be callous. But no, but has he? I'm sure he has. I, I hear rumors that he has. I think he has because he... <clears throat> In for, fact, I know he has. Yeah, 40 Watt Bulb has one. There's yeah. a Shovel's Length Short, I think, mm. is a murder ballad. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. know you know, but I'm just trying to figure it out. But uh, okay, all, all that to say before we get down the rabbit hole of uh, murder ballads that Drew wrote, <laughs> <laughs> how did you how did you get in touch with uh, with folks like Drew and Charlie and Dave and all those folks that you've been palling around with for the past six months, just about now? Well, I mean, let's make it clear. I'm not like best like you know Charlie is not my best friend though. I wish I heard he your was. Be- I heard your best friends, I, <laughs> Charlie. If you're out there, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I did get to eat lunch with Charlie, which was the highlight of my, I won't say life, because my my husband and kids and stuff, that's all the the highlight, highlight. But, you know, in terms of my musical experience. For sure. Charlie's, Charlie's a, he's a good one. He's a good highlight. He he ordered, um, now I'm rabbit trailing. I haven't even told you how I got hooked up with, connected with Charlie. I want to know what Charlie eats. Well, he's, he's vegetarian. Yeah. So... He orders like a bean burger, which I can't go near something like that. I have to eat steak before yeah. a show or I get all growly, like <clears throat> clearing my throat. Mm-hmm. So I have to eat something super plain. So he orders a bean burger and he tells me that he's a Presbyterian. Wow. As in like he was trying to tell a joke. That oh. he, was, he didn't say vegetarian. He said he's a Presbyterian. I didn't pick up on the joke either. <laughs> and so I was like, it came around for time for me to order. And I was like, would, do, does it bother you when people eat giant, like, bloody steaks next to you? And yeah. he's like, don't worry. I'm a Presbyterian, but I don't expect you to be. So, I don't know. That's, 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 a, that's something. I, I, I like that. <laughs> I, I, li- I like stories of your best friend, Charlie. I, <laughs> that, should be, that should be your next record. <laughs> my best friend, Charlie. Yeah, my best friend, Charlie. That's not a bad title. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyways. Yeah, yeah, so I guess, like, how... Um, how did you get to be sharing stages with with the likes of you know Drew and Charlie and and everyone there? What was the what was the journey? Because I imagine you know first EP you you may have been expecting and for, and correct me if I'm I'm wrong uh-huh. on this, but you may have been expecting like oh I'll go play some smaller clubs and then here yeah. you are opening for Charlie Parr up in Aiken. Well, when I made that EP too, I was thinking kind of my spouse and I talked it over um, as far as okay, do we spend money on this or not? And my original goal was just to have my material recorded so that my kids would have it when I was gone. Mm. You know, I mean, that's... It's a pure goal, though. That was, I mean, it's a pure goal. It is, yeah. yeah. But, uh, anyways, what Mission, was the question? Mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished. Oh, yeah, how did I meet... Okay, yeah. so, um, I got scouted in a coffee shop. No shit. That shit. still happens. It happens. Cool. Yeah. Wow. So... Um, this guy, his name is Christian McShane, and he's awesome. And he's a good friend of mine now. Um, he emailed me before one of my little coffee shop gigs, and this would have been last year around this time. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, last year. 
what month is this? March. March. Yeah. No. Yeah. That wow. seems accurate. So he emailed me and he said, um, my name is Christian and I'm thinking of coming to your gig tonight to listen to you. Do you have originals? And if so, will you play them? I was cool. like, interesting. So I practiced a little more that day and came up with more of a special set list because I had originals, but I hadn't been playing them out mm-hmm. because I was shy or I was almost apologetic about it. Like, sorry, this isn't what you know. Um, so I, I really was not playing them out. And so I had to make this special set list because I knew this guy was coming and I didn't know why. So he came and listened through some of my set and then came up afterwards. And now I'm really going to embarrass myself on the radio. Perfect. He sits me down and he's like, do you know who Dave Simonette is? And I'm like, hmm. Mm. So here's the thing. I've kind of been living under a rock. Yeah. Um, and I have my very specific zones of music that I kind of deep dive into mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. So I knew Trampled by Turtles. So then he said, well, Trampled by Turtles. And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. So right before COVID, my spouse and I went to a, an Ava Brothers concert and Trampled by Turtles opened. Oh. And that was the first that I had heard them play cool. and thought they were great. Um, they did a cover of Our Town by Iris Dement. Nice. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I'm a big Iris Dement fan. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so he's like, Trampled by Turtles. And I'm like, oh, well, well, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll open for him. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Um, so uh, two months later, and this was before I even had any music released. Yeah. I found myself standing in front of 300 and plus people in a sold out crowd in Aiken doing it like I think they gave me an hour set I think it came out to be about an hour that's so cool uh, playing my original music that hadn't been released yet to a sold out crowd opening for Dave Simonette that's incredible and I pronounced his name wrong (laughs) yes (laughs) we even texted him ahead of time Christian McShane and I before the show and, and they're good friends by the way yeah so I was like Christian is it Simonette or Simonette? And he's like, oh, well, it's Simonette. Now you're making me question myself. Let's text him. So we text him, and he's at the hotel getting ready for the show. He writes back, Simonette, you know. And so I'm like, okay, okay. But for the last two months, I'd been saying his name in my head as Simonette. Oh. So I get up there and greet the audience and make some kind of corny jokes and say what a pleasure it is to be there and an honor opening for Dave Simonette. And then in front of everyone, I'm like, crap, Dave, I'm so sorry. Like, we even went over this beforehand and here I am mispronouncing your name. So that was my <laughs> that's so awesome. first big show. Oh, so. that's great. Yeah. Well, so. obviously they liked you. Because, you know. They liked me. They liked you. I liked them too. That's that's important. It is yeah. important to like the crowd. Yeah. yeah. And, and the crowd out in Aiken is, I mean, that's a that's also a story yeah. in and of itself. But they're just a fantastic crowd. They're top notch. Mm-hmm. There, is, there is something cool about music being played. And I know Aiken has places to play music <laughs> now. But <laughs> music being played where it's not everywhere all the time yeah and and there's such an appreciation for when it is there Mm -hmm. you know like 
I'm I'm not going to knock the cities, but Minneapolis, you can go see a different band every single night. Right. It's and a very saturated it's, market. It's very saturated, and I take it for granted sometimes mm. where, like, I'll hear a band is, is coming to town or playing or whatever, and I'm just like... I, I went to a show last week. Like, I'll go to another one. And I love live music, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. I also like being home, kind of like you. Right, <laughs> I just, yeah. I like that. So out there, though, mm-hmm. when they hear, you know, Kelly Smith or mm-hmm. Dave Simonette or Charlie mm-hmm. Parr is coming to town, you, you catch the show. You, yeah. You know, you're not going to miss it in yeah. Aiken. So there's something cool about the audience that has a hunger for, for live music and really appreciates it. Yeah. 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 And there's a lot going on out there, too, where they are getting a lot more music now. For sure. Oh, there goes my phone. I should, probably should know better. And maybe it's Dave. Radio. Is it your best friend, Charlie Parr? Oh, it's my honey saying, how did it go? Oh, nice. That's honey, awesome. I'm talking about you on the radio. Okay. Um, no, it's not Charlie Parr, sadly. We actually, oh. I... I try to text Charlie via Christian because yep. I didn't want to be the kind of person like, hey, Charlie, give me your phone number. Yeah. I mean. That's fair. That's fair. I I <laughs> I learned that Charlie, like when I when I met him, he was like, I don't have a, I don't have a computer. I had to send him a song that I needed yeah. him to listen to. And he's like, you have to send, like, is there another way to get this to me? Yeah. I don't have yeah. A like he has people who do his internet that's, work for him. That's so cool. Said. Yeah. Oh, well deserved. It is. It is well deserved. Yeah. Kelly, I, uh, I keep taking us down rabbit trails, but I made me you too. bring, I, it, <laughs> it's a pleasure. I, I, I made you bring a guitar and I think that people would love to hear you sing another one if you wanted to. Okay. Yeah. We could do that. If you, if you're feeling like it, feeling up to it, if the, frog the, the the coffee frog is gone coffee frog what should we do so we did we've done moonchild you want to do what was a palette on the floor you were thinking of oh do a little folky song you want to palette on the floor yeah that'd or do be you cool. want annabelle oh let's do annabelle yeah yeah okay annabelle little caveat here that i've just kind of started playing through this one so oh. it might not be perfect but that's okay that's right even better <clears throat> Sorry about the throat clearing. try 
Till we've all gone to Jesus We can only wonder why I'll take a hard life of cheers For every day I've ever known Hannah's in the churchyard She got no life at all She only got these words on a stone We cannot have all the things that please us No me we try till we've all, all gone to Jesus we can only wonder why that's a beautiful song wow I love that song <sighs> yeah great great performance so Thanks. you're you're yeah no you're you're influenced mostly by like old time folk songs yeah. right? that's kind of your thing uh-huh that's so cool and oops <laughs> and it's kind of well a lot of times artists are influenced by people that were like nowadays artists are influenced by people that were influenced by those folk songs does that does that yeah. make sense like yeah. down the so it kind of gets watered down a little bit uh-huh. down the line but you've got like a direct connection to it because you grew up with that uh-huh. in addition to the modern music that's around us yeah yeah so the with the Beatles influence that also comes through in your melodies there's a bit there's a bit of Paul in there oh I mean, really yeah, yeah yeah obviously Annabelle's a classic song but I can kind of hear the correlation uh-huh. so I, I guess I'm putting words in your mouth, but the the question that I was trying to ask is like, what are your biggest influences? Where where do you go when you're looking for inspiration or, or anything of like that? I love that question, and I feel like the list is so long that it, it gives it makes me a little anxious trying to answer it because I don't want to miss anybody know. who's important to me. Um, and and yeah, you know. Uh, it's kind of like the old timey folk music is where I found my most cozy home. It's like the bean or like the mo- most cozy part of my musical home. It's like the beanbag chair. Yeah. It's it's where I want to spend the most time. Um, but my 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 musical influences are like I went through an Everclear stage. I went through like a crooner stage. Yeah. Hard rock, like everything you can imagine, maybe except for modern country, is the only thing I've never really deep dived into. You're not missing much. <laughs> um, but I've been through every every genre, and and when I when I go through a genre, I really kind of deep dive into it, mm-hmm. and I just love that. Yeah. But yeah, like old. Old timey folk music is my bean beanbag chair in my musical house. Yeah. So, um, my influence, I guess, influences. I would say probably number one would be Gillian Welch. Oh, good one. 
and uh, and I think it's 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 interesting. I I resonate with her story a little bit because she's she's got kind of this. She's from the north, and she sort of the Appalachia music hit her over the head one day, and 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 she you know was never the same. She just um, emanated that sound yeah. so well, and um, yeah. Anyways, so so Gillian, uh, Doc Watson, yep. and I guess, uh, you know, I can credit those guys for teaching me how to finger pick on the guitar. And, and that is not to say that I'm anywhere near as good as them, and probably never will be unless I have a couple extra lifetimes. But, but you know, you sit down to learn, um, oh, what did, one of my favorites that Doc does, and keep in mind, like a lot of the music Doc did, he didn't necessarily write. He yeah. was a he was a folk historian. I mean, he he just took all these old songs and made them his own. Yeah. So what is it? Um, well, there's Deep River Blues and um, Sitting on Top of the World mm-hmm. are two of two his versions of those songs. Um, uh, you know, I'd sit down and I'd fall asleep underneath my guitar late at night, like trying to get my thumb to move around the way I wanted it to. <laughs> so um, so there'd be those guys. There'd be Elizabeth Cotton, who played her guitar upside down and backwards. Yep. And so Freight Train specifically is a song that taught me how to use my pinky more with finger picking. And it's one that I actually teach a bunch of people guitar now yeah. which is funny because cool. I never submitted to my teachers as I was saying earlier when I was a kid those but are the best kind of teachers <laughs> the ones that are a bit off the book yeah yeah, yeah I mean yeah uh, it's yeah you learn to be flexible and kind of watch for what people need um, but I make them all learn once they get to the finger style level I make them all learn Freight Train by Elizabeth Cotton nice uh, Mississippi John Hurt oh so jaunty oh, he's so, so good. good he's so good yeah yeah and uh, let me think here who am I forgetting I mean there's there's so many but I would say like as far as guitar work goes that's yeah those guys and then there's a little bit more modern John Prine like um, the reason well maybe it wasn't the reason I use a, a thumb pick sometimes yep. this these little like speed picks or whatever oh yeah um i i just um wanted a little bit of a thumpier sound when i was playing live yep. and i had been deep diving into john prine and uh oh, bumped the microphone there um and so i just wanted it to kind of like let's see if i can give an example but like so like on all the best <laughs> You know, where you just get that. Makes it kind of yeah. jaunty. <laughs> Jaunty's a good word for yeah. it. Yeah. And John Prine's an underrated guitar player, too. People, yeah. people always look at him for his songwriting, which obviously is incredible. But his, he has that unique, like you said, that deeper thud with the way that he plays his guitar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> there, those, that's a pretty solid list. It's a pretty solid list. I would give that an A. I would, okay, Yeah, I'd cool. pass that if I was a teacher. Right. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> can't grade anybody's influences <laughs> but this it's really cool and also the part about resonating with with Gillian Welch's story is is cool cuz you worked with you worked with the producer uh Joel Schwartz on on Moonchild 
And that kind of got me thinking, like, was he almost like your Dave Rollins for that record? Or did you kind of give him the parts to play? How did you, you know what I'm talking about? All the oh. background music. How did that come about? Yeah, it was such a great collaboration. So Joel Schwartz and I met, again, pandemic days. Um, I had, if you listen to my album, um, there's a song on there called Dust. And I guess maybe that one's got the most attention yeah. of any of them. And uh, I had written the song. And I would say that was the first one I was really proud of that I finished. Um, I'd written it, and I, I had this Instagram account. I was like, man, I just really want to share this with some of my friends. So I put a recording, like a video of myself singing the whole song on Instagram. And that's how Joel found me. Oh, cool. I think I had hashtagged. I was, I, here's the funny thing. I just went into this with such innocence. I didn't even know what hashtags were for. I just saw other people were hashtagging. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So I think this is, I'm going to hashtag Gillian Welch on this. And I think I did like original song or something. So he must have been yeah. looking for some of those hashtags. And, and he found up. me. That's and awesome. Yeah. And so he sent me a DM and that that's short for a direct <laughs> message. For all you all you kids out there. <laughs> and it was a video actually split screen. Um, me with my video and mm -hmm. then him on the other side. He he's really good with technology. Yeah. Um of himself playing along in his studio to my song that I had posted on the internet. And I told my spouse that I'm like, check it out, this guy's hitting on me. This is so weird. And so I ignored it for a couple of days and then finally just came and gave him this like polite response thanks that's yeah. great and then he sort of more thoroughly introduced himself as this actual producer got it and uh, you know it just wasn't even within my realm of you weren't even thinking about it no yeah you're just writing writing songs to to get through and maybe record something for your kids yeah, yeah, right. But what's cool about it is Joel Schwartz, um, he would say that his favorite song is I Dream a Highway by Gillian Welch. Oh. So I think, and if you listen to Dust, the, there's a little bit of a, I think you can kind of hear some of that, I don't know, atmosphere of, the, the within the finger picking, there's a little For bit sure. of like, the way the minor chord goes to the, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Um, you can hear some of Gillian maybe in there, and that wasn't necessarily intentional. But, um, yeah, so so we had similar musical tastes. And so when he sent that that guitar part to Dust to me, um, that's actually the part you hear on the final. Oh, wow. Like, I just said, the way you sent it the first time when I met you was perfect. <clears throat> just do that again, except yeah. with, like, a nicer microphone, and we're good to go. So... Cool. That really pretty. That's that's what that is. That's, that's what, yeah. Awesome. So wow, it's it's so cool. Um, I'm I'm sorry. I can't believe that this hour is flying by. Well, do you want to play another oh, wow. song for the people? And before we do that, do you want to tell them? Because I haven't even given you a chance to plug anything. Do you, oh. do you want to tell them where they could maybe come and see you at a yes, show or anything? Yes, I do. Okay. So there's one. If you are city people or you like to drive, uh, driving is nice. Driving too. is nice. It's it's you can you can grab some McDonald's coffee and you can put, <laughs> you can put on some good old timey folk music. Drive past your grandma's house. Yeah. With your McDonald's coffee and go to a show. Nothing wrong with that. 
Brienne, uh, do you know Brienne? Well, that's right, we we're talking about. We were Brienne talking about that Marie. offer. I just met Brienne last Friday for the first time. Brienne Marie and the Front Porch Sinners. Yeah, and there's yeah. a heck of a lot of sinners in that band. I think she said like a seven piece or something. Yeah, yeah. a lot of them. So are so, you playing solo or are you bringing anybody with you? I'm going to bring my friend Evan Hocus. Cool. He's an amazing violin player oh, and the nicest beautiful. guy. And uh, so he compliments my, my songs very well. He doesn't, um, you know, smoosh anything. Overplay. He doesn't, yeah, he's yeah. very, just adds such like a tasteful, nice sound to everything. Cool. So he'll be with me on my set. Um, but that's going to be at the Bryant Lake Bowl this Friday, March 10th, 2023 this Friday and if anyone needs a ride I will pick you up in my catalytic converterless car and we'll oh, no. sound yeah I got stolen a couple weeks ago oh jeez <laughs> yeah somebody stole your catalytic converter yeah right out of my front yard on like that 20 below day that we had like, how does it even drive without a catalytic converter it sounds like an airplane <laughs> it's just real loud I had one of those fall off in oh, the really? middle of an intersection one time oh were you able to go or did it stop? No, I couldn't go. You couldn't go anymore? I was 16. Oh, no. We didn't have cell phones back then. Yeah, you just kind of... So I had to go to the, like, run over to the gas station and ask them. That's... Anyway, that's, sorry. That's oh, but yeah, March 10th, Bryant Lake Bowl with Brand Marie and the Front Porch Sinners yes. down in uh, Uptown Minneapolis. Yeah, and we'd love to see you guys there for that one. It's a cutie, patootie, little small venue, and I, I'm excited for it. I don't make a lot of drives to the cities because, um, you know reasons yeah. um, I've got four kids and I can't like gig constantly so I kind of have to pick and choose pretty valid yeah yeah um, so it'll be my second time playing any music in the cities oh exciting yeah all right cool. so we'd love to see you friends out there yes and then this is kind of embarrassing but I have to pull this up on my phone oh it's it's okay let's see here March let's see Let's pull up the Drew show. When is that? Oh, isn't there one March 25th with March? Maybe in like Walker? Oh, yeah. We forgot to talk about Drew, too. This yeah. hour really did fly by. It, we got more time. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> Drew Peterson. Drew Peterson, everybody. The one and only no. mu- musical Drew Peterson. <laughs> the one and only Drew Peterson music. <laughs> <laughs> Let's oh. see. Oh, I think I just posted it on my internets today. So let me find. I just don't want to say the wrong date. No, I. Over the airwaves here. I get it, and you're—I mean, your main your main spots you're playing right now are pretty much central Minnesota, right? That's kind of your bread and butter. Central and north. Central and north, yeah. Grand Rapids is good. I just did a show with Wild Horses up there. Cool, they're a good band too. They're awesome. I yeah, I saw them at Blue Ox. They won that like competition. They're the sweetest people too. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they seemed really good. Yeah, they're the kind of band that you just you just want to see, see them succeed. Yeah, that's so cool. We have so much of that. Hmm. Let's see here. Okay, so we've got Drew Peterson and Kelly Smith, March 25th, and that's going to be in Walker, Minnesota at uh, Portage Brewing. There you go. And we really want you to come to that. Um, Drew Peterson and I got together yesterday, actually. I went over to their family cabin, and we made a couple recordings, uh, videos together of just kind of trying out some folk songs that we both knew together yeah and it was just the funniest thing like the dog would go by and like throw up a little bit and then there'd be like a kid you know (laughs) dangling from (laughs) it was just um it was fun to hang out and we were talking about how we we kind of do similar things we both kind of like to talk in between our songs and just really do the folk musician thing yeah share a story interact with people play a song 
you know, make people laugh, help them cry if they need to, and fun way to do it. I don't know if Drew Drew can Drew can actually make you cry if he picks certain songs. He he can, and then he can make you laugh in the next one. Yeah, and he'll play Gus Can't Catch a Fish, and then you know he is freaking funny. (laughs) He is. Yeah. Yeah. I've I so. I talk about I'm talking about him like I know him. I don't know him. I haven't okay. I haven't met him. You want to know him? Yeah, he's he's so original. That I, that's what I love about his music is he's he's completely like unaffected by any kind of pressure to be anything other than what he is. So and cool. He's he's so original. So yeah. good uh, good pair to have at a show then because you both you both kind of seem the same the same cut from the same cloth as far as that goes. He's yeah. been at it a lot longer than I have too, so he's been like very kind and offering me a lot of advice and encouragement, nice. which is appreciated too. That is, so that's cool. He's mm-hmm. yeah, I've I've heard nothing but the best. I have him coming on the show in May. I'm really excited to get to talk to him and hang out with him for a little while. Cool. Oh, uh, well, uh, what what about this, uh, Kelly? Do you do you have do you, blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, You've got a two hour drive home, so yeah. I, I don't want to keep you too late. Do you have a couple of minutes where I can thank some sponsors and come back and maybe play another song for for the folks? Sure. Yeah, let's do that. We'll uh, we'll go thank some sponsors. We'll be right back. I'm glad you're here with one more Kelly Smith tune. Stay right there. Don't touch that dial. All the other things DJs say. Glad you're here. Happy productions. Once again, with Kelly Smith. Hello. Hey, who has promised another song for you fine people. I uh, did do that. You, you did. You did. You can go back on it. It's okay. Uh, we don't judge here. Now I don't know which one I want to do. I think it should be, I think you should pick. I should pick? Yeah. I think we did Moonchild, and I think we should go back to the beginning almost of your, uh, you know, how you got discovered. I think we should do Dust. Okay. That's my guess. Yeah. All right. What do you think? We can try that one. Try it. Try it. We can do a different one. Yeah. I don't want to depress everybody too much. Oh, yeah. Tea and whiskey? Well, whatever you think. Oh, yeah. I'm indecisive, too. Uh, I mean, that sounds good. Or we could do... Go with that. This one? Yes. Tea and whiskey? Tea and whiskey. Okay. Do tea and whiskey. This one's called tea and whiskey. Yeah. I'm a fool, I'm a fool Making castles in the air with you What a state I'm in Cause I'm a child, I'm a child Reflecting for a little while In your laughing eyes I am old and I am new So take me back my dreams make a bed on the moon grow a garden and set a table for two we'll come and go as we please there's no demanding just you and me tea and whiskey So far from the 
dreamer that I was But I find, oh how I find Just a little bit of her when You look at me and smile I am old and I am new So take me back And lead me on To my dreams We'll make a bed on the moon Grow a garden Set a table for two We'll come and go as we please There's no demanding Just you and me, tea and whiskey Set a table for two We'll come and go as we please There's no demanding Just you and me, tea and whiskey Whoa, whoa, whoa. Just you and me Tea and whiskey Kelly Smith, everyone. Tea and whiskey off the new record, Moon Child, which... Do you still have any CDs left, by the way? I just actually got to order my second batch because nice. I sold all the other ones That's out. awesome. Are they going to make it there by Friday? Yeah, I've yeah. got them. Fantastic. All right, so you can buy some at the show at Bryant Lake Bowl. She'll have them on her website. And uh, thank you so much for coming on, Kelly. It's been a pleasure. This has been a pleasure. I've really enjoyed this. Thanks, I'm, Grant. I'm glad. Thank you again, and... Um, here will be my one uh, high horse spiel. My second one, I guess. I did okay. one earlier. But okay. it's it's not to you. It's yeah. to the world. To the world. It's, yeah, so anyone who wants to support Kelly, go out to the show, go buy some merchandise, do all those things, because streaming it on Spotify, which I do too in the car, is cool. But however, Spotify does not pay Kelly nearly enough of the blood, sweat, and tears that she put into creating this art. So the best way to support local artists and make sure that they're able to continue to do this is to go to the show and buy the merch, buy the CD and just show you support. And uh, I have a hunch that Kelly will be hanging around the merch table. You can come up and even say hi to her after the show. Am I yes. right? Yes. I'm introverted, but I am also 
fairly friendly. Fair, so. <laughs> she doesn't bite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, th- again, Friday night, Brian Lake Bowl, March 25th, Portage Brewing with our friend Drew Peterson. Friday night, we'll be with Brian Marie and the Front Porch Center is going to be a good time. Thank you again, Kelly. We're going to uh, let Mississippi John Hurt take us away with Make Me Pallet on Your Floor. That's yes. only good. Yeah. And, good. and then if you stick around, we'll be talking to Jesse Regis from Virgins on Fire Candle Company. And uh, we're going to find out how he comes up with candle scents that smell like excited to climb the corporate ladder and then die. So <laughs> that, that's coming up next. Kelly's going to stick around and co-host for a little while. Here's Make Me a Pallet on Your Floor by Mississippi John Hurt. There you have it, folks. That was my conversation with Kelly Smith out of Minnesota. And as always, these shows are pre-recorded live on the radio. So we were talking about some shows that happened back in March. Obviously, you can't make it to those unless you have a time machine, in which case, call me. But she will have future shows, so make sure you go follow her on all the social media places and on her website and stay tuned for what she has coming next because I think she is going to have some big things coming down the pipe. Just uh, stay tuned for that. So really fun to talk to Kelly. She was great. It was a great time. Great music, great singer, songwriter, and musician. So that's it for me, folks. I'll shut up. I'm Grant Glad. You can find me at grantgladmusic.com or Instagram at grantgladmusic. And uh, the show, you can find at facebook.com slash glad you're here radio show to stay tuned for any future guests that are coming on. We will have another guest for you next week. Next week's going to be Drew Peterson on the podcast. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate all of your support and we'll see you next week.